My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. I wanted to welcome Alexis to the podcast. She is an incredible uh, friend of mine over the last, we're hitting five-year anniversary, Alexis. I don't know if you realize Oh my gosh. No, I did not realize that. That's wild. Next uh, next month, February. Um, wow. Which hopefully this is this is being like posted later. But I just had like such fond memories when I was like preparing for this interview with you of um, our first fateful sleepover. In, our, our first in sleepover. Georgia. <laughs> Met in Georgia. Just one of those friendships that just sort of like has stood the test of distance and time and and all of that. So yeah, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to like chat and share your your story and I'm just just tell us a little bit about like your backstory and how you started the little things wedding planning um, and event design and all of that sure well it certainly hasn't been like a straight arrow type of type of way to get here but the the very beginning of the story actually starts um at my brother and sister-in-law's wedding, which I was super young. I think I was like maybe maybe 21 when they got married. And I was in the wedding. So we were, the wedding was at my sister-in-law's parents' home, which is this lovely property, but an older home. And they didn't have a wedding planner. And um, I didn't know anything about weddings at the time. And so they planned this wedding and and all was going well. Um, we were there on the property getting ready as the bridal party and um, learned that the fuses of the home had blown because no one thought to get like a generator. Mm-hmm. And so like panic ensued. Like, you know, everybody was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, people were really fretting. And um I just, this is actually like how long ago this was. I um, pulled out a phone book and uh, (laughs) I just remember pulling out this phone book and um, I like called a ton of places and ended up getting generators on order. Day of the wedding. Day of like hours before this wedding was supposed to start. And um, I just remember people people being like, oh my gosh, you are, you know, you're the hero. Like, how did you think of that? Like, you remained so calm. And I was like, I don't, I mean, what else, what, like, what other decision was there? Like, what else were we going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, And it was just something that felt very, like, it was just my very natural response. And, and so, After all was said and done, you know, her family and my family, you know, kind of jokingly were like, you need to be a wedding planner, like, you know, all of this. So that kind of like began as, I guess it was actually, I was, I was probably a little bit younger than 21 because it was before I graduated college. So that kind of like be what planted the seed, let's say like very far in the back of my brain about maybe, you know, entertaining, going into event planning or whatever, but I was still in college and kind of figuring out my path. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do so much so that when I graduated, I didn't have like a job lined up like everybody else did. (laughs) Um, Whoops. And um, and, uh, so that um, made things a little bit interesting and the, and, and the recession was like kind of just getting started. And so I, I had applied to like a ton of event planning jobs and whatever, um, and didn't even really get like, you know, a call back. So I decided to get a job as a tennis coach, which was the thing I was good at at the time. I was, I played tennis in college and, um, in the summers I taught tennis and it's kind of like what I knew. Um, so that was kind of an easy transition. So I started coaching college tennis right after I graduated college, which was kind of funny because I was like the same age as some of the players. Yeah. (laughs) But that job actually ended up being kind of a good opportunity because as part of the staff, I got like some perks with continuing education. And so 
I decided like to, you know, while I was there to take the opportunity to get my master's at the same time. And so while I was there, I got a master's degree in project management. And still, I was kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do. But I think project management is, you know, pretty versatile. Like, I think it could go in a lot of ways. And, and so I pursued that ended up getting the master's. And then after all that was said and done, I was like, well, I kind of feel like I should, you know, use this now. So I started working for a software engineering company, and then for a defense contractor in project management. And I really loved like the project management piece of what I did, you know, for many reasons. I loved like bringing a team together towards a common goal and keeping people on task and, and kind of like overseeing like a big picture, but then having to kind of like really fine tune it into these smaller pieces to be able to bring it all together. So there was like a lot that I really enjoyed about it, but I didn't feel like super connected to the, that particular work in that particular industry. And I just kind of started kind of revisiting the little seed in the back of my brain of like, Hmm, is event planning more my speed? Like, is this something that, that really does suit me as, you know, people seem to think. And, and then as I started kind of entertaining the idea more, I started to get really excited about the thought of being able to use, you know, like what I was doing in project management and my experience there, but also work in like design and kind of like a, the artistic side yeah. of life and to work with other people who were, you know, doing creative based work. And, and so that is, I think, kind of really what, what got me on the train of like, all right you know, this is that because design and art and design was, you know, really part of a passion of mine, for sure. So I think like the I once I kind of came around to the idea that I might be able to infuse both like what I was good at and educated in and had experience in with what I loved and like wanted to always be reading about and doing. And I think once I like realized that those two might actually fit together really, really well in an event planning, wedding design, like world, Um, then I started to kind of like allow myself the thoughts of like, what if ultimately, like really one day, (laughs) I after, you know, I, I started reading about, you know, getting my hands on anything I could read and and talking to whoever I could. And, and then honestly, one day I was working as a project manager at this company. And I walked out of the building. I was the last car in the parking lot. It was like pitch dark at night. And I was like, you know what, if I'm working this hard for somebody else's dream, like I owe it to myself to put this, this work, you know, my work ethic and like my drive towards my own, towards my own dream and just like give it a shot. And if it works out, that's obviously amazing. And if it doesn't, like, I'm glad that I won't have to wake up at 60 years old and and wonder, you know, like, what if I had, you know, tried that, tried to start that wedding planning company or whatever. So that's kind of what happened. And I walked out into the parking lot that day and, and just said, like, I owe this to myself. And I like went home that night and, and like set up a Facebook page probably. And that was kind of, that was it. Wow. So there was no like big sign. It was just you kind of the seed planted and then you just almost couldn't like, like, yeah, kind of. Exactly. I just couldn't ignore it. I started thinking about it more and more there, but you're right. There was no big sign. There was certainly no one in my life, like telling me, yes, you should definitely do that. That sounds like a good idea. Quit your full-time job with great benefits and, you know, start a, start a wedding planning company. Like that sounds great, Alexis. (laughs) So, so yeah, so it was just kind of a series of thoughts and, and little, little things that, that brought me to that place. Yeah. How did you, I mean, I think a lot of people, they go, okay, I have this dream. I want to, I want to start this thing. I'm, I'm jumping off this cliff and 
now what? Like, where did you start? How did you get your first client? Like, what your yeah. process was and see how how similarly it matches with mine. I mean, I think that I knew I knew that I needed like a few things, of course. Like I knew no one was going to take me seriously if I didn't have like a website or at least a place for people to land and like, you know, get in touch with me. But I knew also I, I was always like really torn. Do I like go try first to like get clients and then let them build up my portfolio or do I try to build up my portfolio and then hope that like clients will come along? And I ended up kind of like in the middle of that. So I knew I needed images for my portfolio and to put on my website and things. So I ended up putting together a few like editorial style photo shoots, which ended up being really great just to like make connections with people um, who were working in the industry already and whose work I admired. And and then, of course, we would put these shoots together and then I would get the images. Um, so that was wonderful. And then also I was like, well, who in the world is going to hire me? I have zero experience, <laughs> zero experience in event management or wedding, wedding design or planning. Let me hi- let me plan your wedding. It'll be perfect. Like I've never done it before. I've never worked for a wedding planner. I've never <laughs> done anything in the wedding world. But but trust me with the biggest day of your life. It's going to be perfect. Don't even worry. <laughs> so, I started offering people who I knew who were in this phase of their lives some free like work. So, not of course planning their whole wedding, but smaller scale things like uh, I did a friend of mine's where I worked with her on her rehearsal dinner for her wedding. And I did that all for free and coordinated everything. And again, I was looking at it like a way to, you know, work with people, get my name out there, have, you know, this florist know who I am, this venue know who I am or whatever. But then I was also hoping that I would do a good enough job that the the work that I was doing for free and the people who I was doing it for would be so kind as to, you know, recommend me to other people. And that's exactly what happened. That's how I got my first wedding. So um, my friend whose rehearsal dinner I did, her co-worker's daughter had just gotten engaged. And she said, oh, my friend Alexis, she's pretty new in the business, but she did my rehearsal dinner and it went wonderfully. And everybody was thrilled with what she did. And and so that, that co-worker's daughter ended up being my very wow. first paying client. Wow. Yeah. And that was awesome. That's so rad. I I've had, so Carly Ray weddings will be celebrating 10 years this year. And I've been reflecting on the people that gave us a shot way early on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, would I do that? I think about that all the time. I'm like, I just will never forget. And I mean, even, even today, like you know, we're coming up on our sixth season and, and we've done tons of weddings and have so much more experience now, certainly than when we were first starting out. But like, even now I'm like, wow, I just can't believe that these, that, that like we're being, being trusted with such a big event and big, big occasion. And especially back then, I'm just like, I'm just so grateful that, that people were willing to take a chance on me and trust me that I was going to work really hard for them, which I did. But like, still, I don't, I don't know that I would ever be like, oh, you, you have, you've done like three weddings. Perfect. You're the wedding planner for me then. Right. (laughs) You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's something so powerful about being, uh, those, those customers are our trailblazers. They help us, you know, follow our path. But like that, I mean, that's so, I think, there's a lot of faith and like risk involved in risk. And so it's been really cool to watch you just go, yeah, I did this. And then this happened. And then it's hard to get a hold of you because you're <laughs> as a friend. We're just so oh, we're busy. We're busy. Oh my gosh. It's so a good thing that like you are so busy with work. Like that is just such a gift, you know, to be able to kind of like trailblaze what you've dreamed about. And now like, it it really is. And it's like, it's something that that truly is never lost on me. I mean, does it get uh, tricky sometimes like being super busy and, and trying to 
you know, keep a hundred balls in the air? Like, yeah, it absolutely does. But there's not ever a time when I'm like, oh man, like what, you know, this, this is terrible. Like, you know, it's, it's quite the opposite. I'm always like, wow, I cannot believe that like, I am at capacity. Like I'm this busy. Like it's just, it's a, it's a real gift and, um, it's never lost on me. I feel, I feel, um, really lucky and really grateful a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's so good. Like keeping that perspective too. And like, so I guess the question too, when, now and then when you started like you had said like no one was telling you to to just go out and quit your job like did you have voices <laughs> in your in your life that kind of were encouraging you against following your path or like did you struggle with self-doubt or like did you what was that like inner monologue for you and like how did you overcome that yeah i mean that's a loaded question but first of all i I wouldn't necessarily say that I had people in my life who were like, don't do that. I certainly had many people in my life who were like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. you'll be great at that. Do you know, do it like and who were cheerleaders and encouraging me? Absolutely. But like, I think the people who care, you know, the more practical people in my life who care, <laughs> who care about like <laughs> me, my lung, I'm, let's be honest, I'm talking about my parents were like, um, so you're doing you're doing what and I think like I had to kind of overcome my and I should also say like in case they listen to this which they they may they're wonderfully supportive in many many ways but they also are always looking out for my best interest so understandable that there was some concern I mean looking back it's insane what I did. So they're, they were right to like have some hesitation. But I I think first of all, if you're starting out, just starting out, or even, you know, I still struggle with self doubt every day. I mean, in some capacity, I mean, I think if you don't, I'm not saying it's like a good thing. It's certainly, it's certainly not and it. It can certainly be a hindrance in many ways. However, if you're somebody that's able to just kind of like go through life oblivious and and not like in, entertain self-doubt ever, I think you're somebody that's not maybe like kind of checking in going forward in a way where you want to like be your best person and your best self and do your best yeah. work. I think my self-doubt is always coming from wondering if I'm doing enough like, am, am I letting this person down? You know, am I too slow to respond to like this email? You know, is my, are my clients like feel gonna feel happy with, you know, the bouquet, like, you know, whatever it might be. I think that's where my self-doubt kind of always comes in. It's something that I am consistently working on. But again, I think like, if you're not ever struggling with self-doubt, then truly, you're probably not like, someone who's growing as a person. Mm. That's my thought on it. I think for me, things that help are definitely, you know, as you know, sometimes I call you and I'm like, this is what's happening. And I just need somebody to tell me like, I'm doing okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. You're doing you're doing a good job, like or whatever. Um, so definitely like having a little support system of people who can understand the craziness that is like being not only being in the wedding world, but being a business owner in the wedding wow. world. So having that little support system is is really helpful when that self-doubt creeps in. And, and then also like something I don't do enough, but that always helps me is taking a step back. Like when I'm in that kind of spiral is taking a step back and kind of looking at where was my life and wh- where was my business, you know, a year ago? Where was it two years ago? And just kind of like really taking a few minutes to like appreciate that, you know, I have come a long way from where I started, which was, you know, zero. And it's like, okay, to pat yourself on the back once in a while, you know, you're doing, you're doing fine, you know, you're doing well, like, just chill. 
Absolutely. It's hard when you're in this so close to the mirror, so to speak, and you can't have perspective a lot of times because you're in it, in it, in it, in it. And there's been moments in my career where I've actually, you know, blogged or like looked at the galleries finally. And, you know, I look at my team and I go, this is really good. And they're like, yeah, duh. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, you know, you just, you're so close to it. It's hard to have that. Oh my gosh. I cannot, I, I do that all. I didn't know. I didn't actually know that about you. I'm so glad you said that because I won't even like, I'll like, I'll obviously be really excited to receive photos from a wedding and I'll, I open them right away and I look at them and like, there are certain, there are ones that I love, of course, all the time, but I basically like anything that like I had a direct role in, you know, I like love the photos of the couple and like, you know, the families and like all the candids, but all the design stuff, I just pick it up. Like, I'm just like, no, like, what were you thinking? Like, this is terrible. And then I'll open them back up like in slow season, you know, when I'm going to like add them to my website or something and I'll be like, Oh, okay. Okay. Like this was this, these actually, this turned out really beautifully. Like it's a, you know, like, but it does, it takes, I think we need a little bit of space. Like each wedding, I don't know how you feel about this, but each wedding is so incredibly like taxing in many, many good ways, but like we are wrapped up in it. Like physically, emotionally, mentally, like it is like we are really in the trenches for a really long time. And then especially the last couple months, few weeks leading up to the wedding, it gets super intense. So like I always, after a wedding is over, I need like a little bit of space from it just to like recover again, physically, like mentally. It sounds crazy. I know. But, um, I always need a like that time and it takes me a couple weeks to like kind of like really get back to a place of like of being ready to go again and and being neutral and then you know 6 months or so to to be like we did good work on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Did. It's kind of like being an athlete. You're like I need to I need to have a little space to like watch the replay like assess what I was good at, assess what I needed to grow in. And I think people don't realize that like when we're in busy season, we're also like doing this wedding on Saturday. We recover Sunday. We maybe get to recover Monday and like the next wedding like week is happening, you know? Absolutely. It's so crazy. It is like being an athlete. Like I, um, I will like put my feet in an ice bath after a wedding. Like (laughs) I'll like do the Theragun. It's like crazy, but um, yeah, it is. I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. Like we run around sometimes for like 16 hours on our feet in hot, like in the heat, in the rain and like whatever is going to get thrown at us. Like it's, we're not like, you know, we don't have the opportunity to be like, "Mm, you know what, this isn't, this isn't ideal. So we're going to, we're going to come back and do this a different day. Yeah. We're we're doing it no matter what and um sometimes it's at the expense of our of our bodies and and like what's best for us but it's it's also what's required of the job, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that kind of makes me want you to kind of dive more into like what is the most misunderstood part of being an event planner. Hey guys, it's your girl Carly. I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists. It's my sister company, Primary Petals. You may have heard of Primary Petals before, but did you know that we are going nationwide? It's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48. Guys, we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypedals.com. Yeah, I think the one that I always come back to is like, I think that there's this perception that like, what we do is so fun. And we just like pick out pretty flowers and like drink champagne with our couples while we're like, eating bonbons and like, choosing cake flavors 30 minutes of the entire year 
Yeah, exactly. And like, listen, I love all those things. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But yeah, like, it's not easy work. I think that that's probably one of the biggest, biggest um, misconceptions is, is that we're, you know, it's all kind of butterflies and roses and how fun we get to be, you know, like, getting like involved in this special occasion with and everybody, you know, everybody's families and everybody cares and is is super invested. And that is a really, really wonderful part of it. And we love getting to know the families and we love absolutely adore our couples and like grow so close with them over the course of the planning process. But that also means that like, so invested, like as if it's my own wedding. I will go to the ends of the earth to make sure that every single thing is perfect on this day. And that is a lot of responsibility and it's a, and it can be a lot of pressure. Um, and it's not like pressure that other people put on, on us. It's pressure that we put on ourselves, yeah. you know, as wedding planners and, and people who care about doing good work in the industry. I think it, it becomes, it can become a lot. And, um, and yeah, I think like if people could see behind the scenes, like the, the, I'm thinking of like, let's say like 60 year old women who, when they hear that I'm a wedding planner, they're like, oh my gosh, that must be so fun. And I think that they're probably thinking that on a wedding day, I'm like, you know, fluffing the linens and like <laughs> placing like a delicate flower, like in the bride's hair, when in reality, I'm like, like zip, like somehow, like manufacturing, like a, um, a way to keep the ring bearers, like pants up because his zip, like his zipper busted because he was running around. And then I'm like, um, you know, and then I'm like, you know, figuring out why the sh one string of bistro lights is not working when the rest are. And then I'm running like a gluten-free meal to the girl who replied but didn't say she was gluten-free on her reply card, but then couldn't eat them. You know, it's like all of these things that people don't think about. And, yeah. and then also one last thing I will say <laughs> that's like such a misconception is like the physicality of it. Like on a wedding week, let's say, like we're packing up the entire an entire wedding's worth of decor, like here in the studio. We're packing it up, putting it in boxes, loading all of those boxes out into the truck to go to the wedding. Then we're driving. Usually our weddings are anywhere from two to five hours away. Then we're driving to the wedding. Then when we get to the wedding, we're unloading that entire truck full of decor heavy boxes, like all of these things. We're managing setup, moving tables, doing whatever we can to help everybody, you know, the rentals companies, the tent guys, whatever. And then, um, and then the next day we're, you know, in doing install, doing whatever we can to like get ahead of decor installation. So that's Friday. We're on our feet most of the day. Then we're running the rehearsal and then the wedding day shows up we're already in it for like, you know, three full, like very busy all on our feet kind of days. The wedding day shows up. That's, you know, an 8am to 2am kind of day. And then at the end of that day, then we have to pack up all of that decor again, load up the truck, wake up the next morning, drive, you know, two to five hours home, get to the studio unload the truck again, unpack all the boxes, clean the decor, do all of that and get ready to do it again the yeah. next week. You, I'm so glad you broke that down because, <laughs> you know, I've had some, pe I've had people when they say, Hey, I want to, I want to come help you on a wedding day or, um, you know, we're super strapped and we're bringing in extra freelancers and stuff. A hundred out of a hundred that they say, you work harder than anyone I've ever met. And yep, not, it's not, a, it's not me saying, Oh, I'm the hardest worker you've ever met, but like people's minds are blown with how much work. And then this is my soapbox moment a little bit is like, and then you get an inquiry that somebody wants you to do $3,000 for it. And you're like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I think there's definitely an education piece that's missing out there. And, you know, we have a responsibility to, to 
to bring people up to speed on all that goes into it. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot. And yes, you're absolutely right. I think people's minds are pretty blown. And I feel so fortunate. Like we have an amazing team, like my team, and it's just what's required. Again, as we've been talking about, it's what's required of the job. But my my team hustles like it's nobody's business. No one complains. You know, we're we're in it, and like they love it, and and that's why we do it. But um, but it is very I like I love um, always after like the first wedding somebody does with us as a part of our team. Like the reaction is always like, okay, I prepare them as best I can, of course. You know, set the expectation yeah. like. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of wide eyes usually when we're debriefing after the after the first one of just like all that all all that we've we have been through together just in that day. The thing that has really kept me healthy and sane amidst everything you just explained is, you know, a day of rest. Like I I rest one day a week. Like you would not believe. And I'm curious like yeah. what you do. Okay. So like I rest, but also like something pro tip. If you haven't already, you need to be drinking liquid IV or like noon tablets on the wedding day. Like the whole feet swollen thing that you experience will like mm. diminish drastically. Cause you'll be like extra hydrating yourself. Anyway, I've like really, it's really changed how the next day feels for me. Oh, amazing. Well, I gotta get I gotta get some of that liquid IV. They sell it at Whole Foods and it's like a little packet, kind of like a emergency, you know, kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, tell me what you do. Okay. Like what has like really helped you to kind of bounce back and keep going? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, that is very much still like a work in progress. I put my feet in an ice bath, but if you're telling me I can drink liquid IV and be able to skip the ice bath when I get home at two in the morning, like that would be amazing. But I do try, and actually it's not even try, usually the day after a wedding, I can do nothing else other than be on the couch with my feet elevated yeah. like, and not move. I mean, I'm not like proud of this, but not move and like order Uber Eats. <laughs> just, like, I think there's something like rewarding about that though. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's true what they say. Like, I'll never forget the first time I did a wedding and I was like, oh my gosh, like the next day I was like, I feel like I had like, I mean, not that I would know what this feels like, but I was like, I feel like I had like 15 drinks last night, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, I'm, I feel so hungover. Like, what is this? And then I started like talking, saying that to, you know, some other people I knew in the industry and they were like, oh yeah, that's the wedding hangover. Yeah. That's like a very real thing. And I was like, your body literally feels it's so dehydrated and it feels exactly like you like were at the biggest party of your life the night before, <laughs> except you were, had nothing to drink. And so it's like, I'm just, I'm still learning how to deal with the wedding hangover, but I will say, and this is so much easier said than done. However, a few times I'm, I'm aiming to make it more of a regular occurrence this year, but a few times last year, I forced myself the day after a wedding to get up and take my dog for a really long walk, like first thing. And actually that really helped. I found the whole situation. I mean, it's literally the last thing that you want to do. Your feet are like raw and sore, but I, when I forced myself to do that, I found it really like helped the trajectory of the rest of the day. So that's something to think about. And you have all those like great, like, you know, hiking trails and all of that where you are. So wow. something to consider. What, what made that help? Like I'm thinking I've noticed like that wouldn't help me at all. That'd make me more tired. Well, I think like it just helps to get the lactic acid flowing through like the legs and, you know, just like. A little fresh air, you know, on a sunny su summer morning felt really nice. And yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm, try it out. Let I'm me know going to. And you have to try liquid IV. And everyone that's listening in the wedding world, I bring it. It's either liquid IV. I've tried them all. But I've taken, I literally take, there's one that's a, I forget the name of it, but it's a liquid version of it. And you put three squirts in people's water bottles throughout the day and you're, Hero, oh. dude. People are like, 
Oh, so you're, so what you're saying is you're changing lives. You know, I'm not going to say that, but you know, you can, but it literally, I've had people call me the next day and go, I literally feel normal. What? What? Like, don't make promises you can't keep, but you can't do it. Like the last thing it's got to be like, get your hydro flask like all day, like do two or three of them. And, you know, otherwise you're like, oh, okay. It kind of worked, but yeah, you got to kind of hydrate throughout the day. But I, drink, I think four or five hydroflasks in a day. I'm just, I just love water. On a wedding day? Good for well, you. no, in general. But like, oh, well, okay. I probably do, nah, sometimes I do just about the same amount. Like I'll take it with me because I know that like, you're, you're good. Well, I know that I have to like continue to like, I can't die, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to continue living so I can finish this yeah. wedding. <laughs> so <laughs> But I had a, I had a, an assistant turn me onto the hydro flask because I love cold water, like really icy. And she said, mm-hmm. she goes, get a hydro flask. It'll um it'll keep the ice cold, you know, all day. And especially in Los Angeles, it's you've been here, you've worked weddings with me. It's hot and everything yeah. gets really warm. And so to have something that's insulated like that has just been really good. Totally. Well, sounds like that assistant's worth keeping yeah, around. She's great. She has some good ideas. <laughs> But yeah, I'm curious, like, what, what are you most excited about in 2020? What, like, can we expect to see from you and anything that you're looking forward to that's like different than any other year? Yeah, well, well, first of all, we've never marketed really at all, but I won't say too much about it yet. But um, I'm working right now, we're working on an online storefront to sell some of our design related work. Which is ex- very exciting. And so that'll be awesome. I'm hoping to have it done, you know, maybe like next uh, Thanksgiving time. I know that's so far away, but client work comes first. Yeah. And um, otherwise, just I'm looking forward to the opportunity to lead another season worth of awesome couples through this really exciting time and, and to have my team along for the ride as well. And um, to, to have them learning and growing alongside me is always a thrill. So I don't know if that's like super new and exciting, but um, for me, it's definitely a, a really fun part of, of each that's season. That's awesome. Wow. I'm really excited to see the, the decor stuff. I'm going to have to. Thanks, girl. I'll call you and tell you more about it sometime okay, soon. That sounds, I'm very excited, especially because I always like to to share with clients new, interesting things. So maybe we can yeah. use some of your stuff for our weddings. That'd be awesome. Oh my gosh. That would be so fun. Well, I have some lightning round questions, which are really hopefully fun to answer. Oh, okay. Sounds good. What do you like to do in your free time for fun? Oh, my free time. Well, I <laughs> so much of that. Um, I love to travel. That's probably my number one. Um, I love to spend time with my friends who I neglect much of the time. <laughs> I love to cook. And actually, um, I have been cooking this winter and stashing Ooh. meals in my freezer for the summer when we get really busy what? so I can continue to have home-cooked meals. I know. Am I an adult you or what? You are queen. I'm going to do that. I'm doing I'm that. I'm telling you. It's going to feel so cozy. Like, and so, so it's going to feel like um, I'm taking great care of myself yes. when I'm eating these meals that I cooked. I know they're healthy. I know like whatever. And, you know, I'm not eating three meals worth of like snacks and takeout, like during the busiest times, which I'm not proud of, but has happened. And um, so, yeah, so I'm doing that. You should send me some recipes. Oh, let's share recipes. I love it. Yes. I I got like five new cookbooks for Christmas and I am like, not a joke. Oh my gosh. Martha Stewart every Saturday when I get when I do my grocery shopping. Well, I'm about to say the nerdiest thing that's ever come out of my mouth, but I'll invite you to my my Google sheet of recipes that I've tried and want to try, and um, you can add your own and take from. I mine. could start crying. That sounds like language. <laughs> like anything like that is how to be a healthier, 
more um, prepared human for this leadership role that I'm in. Like, yes and yes. So I'll be looking out for you. Tell me about it. And it eliminates needing to make, like, something that I've thought a lot about over the past year is how many decisions we make every day. Like, as entrepreneurs as some like even like you know when you work for yourself every single thing in your life is a deci- like is a decision that you have to make like even down to like what time am i going to shower yeah. today like you know it's like totally insane so for me i get big time like decision fatigue and so i think like just being able to not have to think about what i'm eating for dinner or lunch or whatever is going to be a lovely little break from brain time. I I couldn't agree more with you. I've started doing three to four recipes a week and I freeze half of them, like half of the, you know, because it's just me eating them. So what is that? Like 15 meals or something like that? 16 servings? (laughs) I wish you lived closer so we could swap. Oh, okay. We got to figure out. Okay. We got to figure this out. (laughs) But no, I've started doing that every week and because I can't, keep up with it and I can't like cook every night. So you know, yesterday, but yeah. the fun thing yeah. is, is like yesterday I had like a chicken and rice thing and I had some lentil curry and I had some other stuff and I, then I got to eat more flavors than just like one bowl of salad. Mm-hmm. Lentil curry. That's okay. Awesome. I got to send it to you. It's the best. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's smart. You're, you're smart. You're, you're, see, you're already adulting. I'm like coming around to adulting. I think, but I think I hit it about a year, like less than a year ago. Like this last season, I was like, I have to change something because this is not sustainable. Yeah. And I, started- yeah, you're like, this is the year I become a business owner and a human yeah. being to get like at the same time. Yeah, I I look at it going back to, and this obviously isn't lightning round, but now we're riffing, which is fine. One of the things that has changed the perspective for me in being a business owner is looking at it. And we kind of had said this earlier, but looking at it like you're an athlete and looking at it like, okay, I need to hydrate. I need to eat well. You know, we eat, me and Chloe, we stop at the office and we go into the kitchen and we like take 30 minutes and like eat. And we don't address a huge topic until we've eaten. Because I'm like, I can't make a a decision if I'm hungry. And that's been really great. Anyway, I could go on and on. Maybe we'll have an episode about like how to care for yourself. I think that would be really smart. Yeah. Well, I'll be a listener and not a guest yeah. on that one, but um, but I would certainly tune in. Like any tips are so so welcome. It's you know, and it's like it's one of those things. I, I'm sorry, okay. and I know I'm we're still on a tangent from the lightning round, but um, it's one of those things too. It's so tricky because as you're as a business, like every year, your business is changing, it's growing. So like the second that you're like, okay, cool. I, I think I have this figured out. Like I, I can balance this. Then the needs of your business change. So then you're like back to kind of, back to kind of like the figuring it out stage. And then you finally get to a place where you're like, all right, whew, things feel a little more under control. Like I'm coasting. And then that lasts for, you know, five minutes. And then you're like, okay, now I'm, you know, so as a business owner and as somebody that's always trying to grow and, and, and evolve I feel like part of me is kind of like maybe I'm just never gonna have it all figured out (laughs) maybe that's okay you know who cares Yeah, I think it's just a matter of continually pursuing like health and balance and you know there's things that I went into this year going wow I really need to work on that I really need to like figure that part out you know but like there's moments in in the path where you're like I got like I actually got this and this is like surprising to me I'm always like wait I got this okay okay got it yeah great good job when I hydrated and I like crushed that wedding and that client gave me a five-star review like what yes you know but then (laughs) you level you not level up but you know for lack of a better word you level up and those barometers change and things are required differently of you and you have to sort of adjust it's sort of that like changing the gears 
as needed throughout life, I think. So totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, I have three more lightning rounds. So I wonder. Okay. Okay. Maybe the, the next one can go. Is lightning like supposed to be like fast, like know. quick questions? I, I just call lightning rounds. Um, this is our conversation. How do you, do you drink coffee? And if so, how do you take your coffee in the morning? I drink coffee steadily throughout the day (laughs) and I drink it black because I basically had this moment where I was like, I drink first of all, way too much coffee, but that's not going to change. But like what I can change is like not adding cream and sugar, like not adding all this extra like calories to this beverage. So I drink it black and I drink probably like four to five cups of coffee a day. Oh my gosh. Well, I have a lot of mad respect for you because I actually um, do not drink coffee. And no, that is way more. No, well, I'll tell you what I do because I gave up coffee years ago and mostly because I turn into like a psycho when I'm on caffeine, like not a joke, like, like I get so worked up. I'm like, I have a meltdown and people are like, what's her problem? Like, seriously, it's just too much energy. Right. And I tried it again, like was literally Wonder Woman for a week. And I was like, I can do everything. <laughs> and it started to take a toll again, like after about a year or so. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I do matcha. I do matcha. Oh. Matcha. Which the, the, and then I drink tea like an, al- like an alcoholic. Not a joke. I, mean, I have one in my hand right now. The fact that you have been able to do what to build the business you've built, to do what you do, to take care of your clients the way I know you do, to take care of your team the way I know you do, to build primary pedal. Like it's to the fact that you have, I am like, I, should I just put a shrine up to you like in my office right now? Or should I wait till later? Because the fact that you have done all of that without drinking caffeine is like, my brain is literally coming out of my skull. I cannot get it. Like, I bow down. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, <laughs> that's so, oh my gosh. Well, you wouldn't want to be my friend if we, I mean, like, again, like, I'll have a cup of coffee here and there. It's not, but it's more just like, it just doesn't serve me. Like, it actually, like, puts me in a yeah. totally different, like, I'm not a healthy person. I'm I'm very like impatient. I'm already impatient. I like my mind goes. I think I'm caffeinated. Like there's something in me. Like I have a disease where I'm like caffeinated constantly. Like if you come to me to the flower market and it's five in the morning, I am guaranteeing like you the conversation of like let's talk about the world events like at five. And people oh. are like, what oh. <laughs> I wouldn't even, res- I don't think I could physically respond. <laughs> My client, I'm actually drinking coffee as we speak and I'm looking at this mug that I don't know if it's really funny or really sad, but my cl- some of my clients gave to me as a gift and it's literally says, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee, my breakfast, lunch, juice, dinner, and at least two. <laughs> You're like, I'll talk to you tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, see you never. Well, no, someone the other day asked me, they said, when do you sleep? Because I had, we had announced this podcast on social and uh, I just, I didn't know what else to say, but I said at night, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, I get at least a couple hours each yeah, night. Don't no, worry. I'm, I can't live without sleep. So I guess I just maximize the time that I have in the day. I don't know. Well, you are doing it. You, it's so impressive, especially without <laughs> caffeine. Do you have time to read books? And if so, what have you read or listened to recently? I I think part of why I love to travel so much is because when I travel, I read books and reading is something that I have always loved. I mean, I read every single night before I went to bed until I was like in college. Um, But I don't, unfortunately, I don't carve out the time to do it on a regular basis when I'm not traveling. But um, I have read some great books lately. I read A Man Called Uva, um, Small Great Things by Jodi Picoult, which was which was really great. Um, and then I read a really great book actually on hospitality um, called Setting the Table. 
by Danny Meyer, who's a restaurateur that I admire. Um, and one of my brides actually is an author and I just got her book delivered to me, um, for my next little, I'm heading out this weekend for a little weekend getaway and hoping to read it, um, called dreamology. Um, so I'm excited to read that as well. Wow. One of my kind of treats to myself every month is an audible subscription so I get a great credit or a, a credit for a book every every month and I'll listen to a book and I'll also try to read a couple books like at night and things like that. But when whenever my my guests are on, I'm like on my audible doing a wish list. So that's what I was doing when you were just, I was like, ooh, okay, cool. Yeah. I love it. Uh, cool. Cool. Thank you. We didn't talk about this in the beginning, but where can people learn more about the little things, learn more about you, see the work that you're putting out that's so incredible. You are very sweet. Well, our website is itstlt.com. Um, the name of the company is The Little Things. Um, and the website, again, is itstlt.com. Um, and then the other the other place you can find us is on Instagram. Um I like, don't even want to say the handle. It's so embarrassing. It's um four underscores. <laughs> four. This is not a joke. Four underscores. The little things. Four underscores. One thing that I would do differently when I. So I will just to circle back and bring this full circle. When I was first starting the business, I read this article that was like. If you don't just, you know, you can figure out like you'll you'll always be able to find an excuse of like why you're not ready or like, you know, why why you're not like in the right place to launch or whatever. And a lot of people do it when they get hung up on like their logo or their website's not right or whatever, the name of the company. So they're like, don't like let those things get in the way, just start. So I was like, of course, if you know me, which you do, like fretting for weeks over like, what should the name of this company be? Like, blah, blah, blah. Thinking, trying to think of everything. And then suddenly I was like, you know what? I'm just going to name it the first thing that comes to my mind right now. And so that I can like not continue to use this as an excuse of like yeah. why I'm not ready. The first thing that came to my mind was the little things. And I just never looked. I was like, just for my own sanity, I was like, that's it. I can't look back, like whatever. But one thing I did not think about was just how common of a phrase or a name that was. So like trying to get like a URL and, you know, an Instagram handle. It's like, here we are four, eight, eight total underscores later in the Instagram <laughs> handle. We're, we're online. We're on the World Wide Web well, ready to go. You know, four <laughs> underscores. That's you have something very beautiful on your Instagram. So. Ladies and gentlemen, four underscores, the little things, four underscores. <laughs> Gosh, thank you, my friend. That's sweet. Oh, thanks, Alexis, for taking the time. It's so good to chat with you and hear, even just hear things I didn't know, learn more about you and like get to know you more. So thanks again and really appreciate you taking the space. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm wishing you all, all wonderful things ahead in 2020. You. you too. This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Pedal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.